make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. Man, it is so good. God is so good. Thankfully, football stuff is still rolling. Jokes are still rolling, and the internet works. So everything's going quite all right, and uh, we are keeping a safe social distance, but we are together here online for the pod. My name is Jemp, of course, and I'm joined by Alex. Alex, how are you doing? I mean, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, our job here at Pro Football Jokes doesn't really uh, have to stop just because of the coronavirus. I mean, we're we're still up up and running, uh, going strong. Thanks to the NFL for continuing uh, with with some stuff that's interesting in the news and definitely dominating the sports world right now. Yeah, they don't have much competition except for the big three coming out. So watch for that. Uh, and also, uh, Pep, man, you're joining us. How are you doing? I'm great, man. And I think in these interesting times, it's more important than ever to produce content for our millions of fans out there. So I'm really pumped to be doing this podcast and so much has happened since we last put one out. So this is going to be a good one. Yeah, it feels good. We might have to uh, write a couple more articles and find a few other ways to produce content for everybody out there. We appreciate the demand and uh, we shall we shall supply. Well, we're going to come through for you guys and even as a special treat uh, at the end of the podcast here, we're going to give you guys tales from the uh, quarterly company retreat. So we'll give you some tales from that retreat, which will be great. Some traveling tips as well. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into the pro football jokes that you all came here for. Uh, starting with, uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to call an audible. I know pre-show we talked about a few other things, but let's go ahead and uh, just start with the quarterbacks. And the quarterback that everybody was kind of waiting to see what would happen with him. Where is he going to go? What is he going to do? Everybody was wondering, is Teddy Two Gloves going to transform a team? And I think he's found his home. What do you guys think about uh, Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers? For three years, $63 million. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the the big quarterback news of the offseason. I mean, uh, clearly, they, they've just gotten a huge upgrade at quarterback. Um, nice that they... A, a great, great option to check it down to Christian McCaffrey uh, every play. I mean, that's, that's kind of what they've, they've been doing. So he's perfect for that. Yeah, I think you'll be able to handle that pressure. Yeah, I mean, that's the quarterback market now, folks. Three years, $63 million. That's really not lucrative. I'd say three years ago that would be lucrative. But that is the quarterback market now. And the Panthers being in the NFC South. Definitely got their tape on Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, he is their guy. Um, how this offense is transformed with his presence, I'm not quite sure. Um, we have a lot of people trying to prove it this year on the Panthers. Uh, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, I think we we know what that is right there for sure. But um, lots of question marks on that Panthers offense, and not just Teddy Bridgewater. It's Russell Okung. Uh, a little too old. Uh, will he play to levels he has? Um, just a lot of questions for that team. Yeah. But with Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's pretty interesting that, I mean, Minnesota liked him. They obviously drafted him. They were preparing for him. They were setting up their future with him. Obviously, the, the major, major injury that derailed his uh, career there. They were excited for Bridgewater. Then they shifted to get uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, and then even the, the Saints – Loved having him, and he did well when he had a chance to step up. So I think this is a great chance to see him. I mean, credit to him for continuing to work hard, get better, got to learn with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, kind of reset his career, uh, and give himself every chance to succeed now at the Panthers. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, he he had a solid season last year, but it's hard to imagine him being more than just a bridge starter to me. I mean, he can, you know, he – can manage an offense and uh but i just i don't i don't see him ever being like a franchise quarterback and that's kind of what they what they gave up um i don't know you know cam would ever be a franchise quarterback again but uh, i mean that i i don't see i i would think that they you know have to draft somebody at some point either this year or next year um 
but I think Brad Rule just kind of clearing house to to get his guy eventually. Yeah, there are a lot of lateral movements with this team in free agency. Uh, we'll go into the Robbie Anderson signing later, or we can go into oh, it now. That's a lateral Alex. move. That's I mean that's that's a splash move right there. Yeah, that was, the Panthers have now the best passing attack in the NFL thanks to Robbie Anderson. Yep, um, that is factual. <laughs> but other than Robbie Anderson, I mean, trading away Trey Turner for Okung, um, I think they lost Bradbury. Am I wrong yeah. on that? You, you are correct. He went to the Giants. Uh, I just don't see a way uh, the Panthers with this current roster, how they can compete in this division now. And there are a couple other teams we're going to be talking about here. So I don't want to give up too much on that, but so far, I don't see much hope in the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. Things aren't looking looking great for them in that division. Yeah, it's tricky. I do think Teddy Two Gloves will be I'm, – I'm fairly high on him. I think he'll have some success there. He'll be more consistent than uh, things they've had in recent years. So I think that'll be uh, to the pleasure of many Panthers fans. Uh, let's go ahead and shift gears. We're going to continue on this quarterback train. Let's talk about – I mean, to call him a savvy vet is almost unfair. Uh, I mean, kind of historic career led some of the greatest offenses we've we've seen. Some awesome teams, some beloved teams, uh, is finally going to a new squad, which is wild to think about. Going to be weird to see him there, but of course, the great Philip Rivers to the Colts, one year, twenty five million dollars, no longer a Charger. Alex, since you are one of the biggest Phil River fans I know, how are you holding up? Yeah, I I think it's you know at the end of an era there, uh, certainly, and the the great Los Angeles area that had uh, such great Charger tradition. I mean, I know there are so many Char- LA Charger fans that are that are sad today, or back when he got signed like a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, I think uh, it's a it's a fine move for the Colts. Um, I think if there's one place that Philip Rivers could succeed, that was probably the best situation for him uh, behind a good offensive line. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, a great collection of pass catchers, but certainly, you know, capable enough. Um, and Colts should have a good running game. I mean, I'm not like super high on Marlon Mack or anything, but I, I, I guess they might, they might add somebody in the, in, at running back uh, through the draft and, Obviously, you know, regardless, the offensive line is, is good enough that their running game will be solid regardless. Um, and a nice little check down running back in Naheem Hines for him, too. Um, that could be a, a little sleeper pick. Yeah, and this is a team that's built to win right now. They've been doing great in the draft. Uh, they just made that big trade for why is his name slipping my mind? Um from the Colts. Uh, DeForest from, Buckner. Thank you, thank you. DeForest Buckner. Um, they, 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 he does have a good check down back in Naheem Hines, but they could definitely upgrade that running back position. But the, the Colts are looking really good. Um, and they are going to be able to compete now uh, in that division with the Texans and the Titans. Yeah, it definitely will be a, a fun, fun look uh, to see. And it'll also be kind of interesting to see uh, what they'll do with Brissett. Seems like they're happy to, to keep him uh, in that role uh, as, as backup and potentially you never know. Phil Rivers is, is a pretty tough dude, though. Uh, another crazy thing that at the beginning of last year we would have thought was near impossible, uh, but this Super Bowl winning quarterback actually switching teams uh, again. I suppose, because we're talking about Nick Foles here, a Super Bowl winning MVP even. Nick Foles now going to the Bears after signing that lucrative deal last year that seemed like he'd keep him and be the face of Jacksonville. He's already gone to be a backup slash competing for the starting job for the Bears. Whew. You think they're now uh, really going to actually be a solid team, or is MVP Mitch going to uh, step up and keep uh, being uh, mediocre? Well, history has told us this time and time again that Nick Foles will probably get injured and Mitch Trubisky's job will be saved. That's what I'm banking on right now. I obviously don't hope the guy gets injured, but he uh, 
his tenure in Jacksonville is definitely uh, um, injury plagued. Um, so we will see how that goes. Yeah, I'm not not too high on uh, on this whole Nick Foles signing, but I mean, I guess anybody's better than Mitch Trubisky. So uh, in that respect, I guess I guess it's an upgrade. Um, I mean, I don't think he's just going to be handed the job. Um, I think they they will have a competition, and I think probably I, I would expect Matt Nagy to kind of lean towards Mitch, um, unless he just completely bombs in training camp, which is very possible. But um, I think Mitch will probably start a few games and then be awful, and then they'll bench him for Foles, and then Foles will get injured and go back to Mitch, and yeah, it'll be it'll be that kind of year <laughs> for the Bears. I yeah. I am actually curious to see how Nick Foles does in Matt Nagy's offense, though, if he's given the chance. Uh, he ran something really similar uh, when he was starting in Philly. I feel like not, I That's guess, speed wise, but uh, it, it was a similar system with the yeah, shotgun and from, play actions, and yeah, they come from both come from the Andy Reid coaching tree. That that type of offense, both Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy were both uh, both offense coordinators under. Under Andy Reid. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that pans out, and he's got a bigger arm than Mitch Trubisky, so he probably won't get as many under throws if he does start. But we'll see. Yeah, no, I I I like the, I I like the move move. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a familiar face. Uh, I mean. I think I think he was uh, Foles was in Kansas City at the same time as Matt Nagy, um, so Nagy does does know him, um, and yeah, I, I think he'll at least be able to run the offense a little better than than Mitch Trubisky. And I, I don't know about the moves overall for the Bears, but yeah, it's fine. It's it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think what the real move would have been for the Bears was to get Cam Newton, but that's just me. I, I I would prefer that too, but but you know what? Nick Foles will come in. This will might be like a Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill transition for them, or it'll be too whatever, and the Bears still uh, don't do well. That's what I'm betting on. Uh, but yeah, think about Cam Newton since the Bears were not his home, and I know we talked before about thinking that would be a great spot for him. What do you guys think is going on in the life of Cam Newton? Where do you think he'll be? I I feel like people aren't like. I mean, the fact that Cam Newton is cut like five years ago, this guy was the MVP of the league. Um, you know, went to the Super Bowl. Clearly, a franchise quarterback and, and a young guy. Um, and now he's. I mean, for for a quarter, quarterbacks don't get cut very often. I mean, well, he's made six Nick only Foles, sixteen million dollars. It wasn't like a crazy high number or anything. I know, like uh, Nick Foles wasn't cut. He was at least traded. Marks Mariota, um, I mean, he was a free agent, but, but still, I mean, you you just don't see this very often with with quarterbacks like who are playable people, like not like Brock Osweiler level. Um, you don't you don't really see quarterbacks get cut, and somebody of Cam's caliber, um, it's it's pretty surprising that he didn't have a mark. I mean, the Redskins traded a fifth round pick for Kyle Allen. They couldn't have just given that fifth round pick for Cam Newton instead. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's so freaking unbelievable. I think the problem though, with bringing Cam in, unlike bringing like Allen or Nick Foles, like you can bring them in and they can kind of be that backup competition for it, whatever. But if you bring Cam in, like I would expect him and the organization people to be like, well, we're bringing him in to be the guy. We might have a solid backup for him, but if he was, he's not going to be brought in there to back up. Haskins you're basically saying that Haskins becomes his backup at that point and I think people some teams are unwilling to do that which I think is ridiculous I would rather have Cam Newton than Haskins maybe I'm speaking too early but I think that's where I'm at yeah I mean that's that's my feeling too um you know I mean you could make it a comment and obviously you know if Cam Newton ends up being so injured that he just can't play again then all right, you gave up the fifth round pick. You have Cam Newton instead of Kyle Allen. Like, what? What's the big deal? I mean, is, and you guys really are collecting quarterbacks loss. that can't play physically, so it's great. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think uh, I think we all kind of 
saw him go into the Bears and when the situation played out the way it did, a lot of people are pointing fingers to the Patriots now. But even then, I don't see that because how do you work out a deal with Cam Newton and what are you going to pay Cam Newton at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what, if you know, when he gets a job, it might not be till all this craziness is over. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Todd Gurley got a job, and there are obviously questions about his health too. So I, I don't know. It, I, 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 th- I think he will get signed. Um, you know, probably prior to the draft, but I don't know. It, it's possible that it could be a while. Yeah. Well, talking about a, a quarterback uh, that is also well known, also been to the Super Bowl actually an obscene amount of times, is now on a new team and has a two-year deal to lead the Tampa Bay Bucks. This guy named Tom. Tom Brady on the Bucks. Two years, $50 million. He's got some pretty good weapons to throw to. Pretty good. Not not bad. Not not Robbie Anderson, but, you know, they're guys. Uh, Man, whole new look. Coming to Florida, coming to my stadium, and I'll have to go up there and – Scout him out for the profootballjokes.com. How do you guys feel about this move for Tom? I mean, I think it'd be better if they signed Antonio Brown, but I, the, no, I, uh, I I'm still hoping they will. I still think they will. I'm holding <laughs> Antonio Brown in Dynasty till, <laughs> until he retires. Uh, that's right. I, I mean, yeah, well, I, I somehow doubt it, but uh, no, I, I love the move. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Bucks. I mean, I'm not super high just like on Tom Brady in general, where I think, you know, he's the same guy he was, you know, even like two, two, three years ago. Um, How many Super Bowls has he won? You know, a a decent amount, half a dozen. It's fine. Um, We're so, but I'm just saying like, I I think the Bucks, like I'd be excited for them, even if they, instead of Tom Brady, they just brought back James Winston or, Signed like Andy Dalton or somebody like I still think they would have a chance. I mean, right now their weakness is their secondary, and obviously they don't have a running back either. But that's stuff that can be addressed. I think they have a really good front seven. They obviously have a great group of pass catchers. Their offensive line is kind of meh, but it's it's not like terrible either. Um, so I, I I think this is a, a definitely a, a team that could be fun, and if Tom Brady. You know, I, I think he obviously I think he's still a good quarterback, just not probably not a top 10 well, guy or it's going to be like a bottom. Of the it's going to be 10. a different season. It's going to be a different right. season because there's no way that Tom Brady throws for 5000 yards and is a passing leader this year. Just don't see it. Uh, and he's also not going to throw 30 interceptions. So Bucks fans be ready for something different. <laughs> it's not Fitz Magic. It's not Jameis. Get excited. Yeah, what do you think about OJ Howard's draft stock now in fantasy leagues? Ooh, I, I'm like, I'm so I really want to get back on the OJ Howard train, especially since I have him in Dynasty. Um and I probably will, but I just I'm not gonna get too crazy about it. But um yeah, if I can get him on the later rounds, uh, sign me up. Yeah, and I, I think Tom Brady being on this team will probably boost a lot of players, uh, I guess, energy around that and maybe attract some more players that are still free agents uh, to that place. Um, and there's this guy on defense that just re-signed with him. I can't remember his name. It starts with Nadamakin or something like that. Yeah, um, I have no idea who you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, like Alex said, they, they have a great uh, front seven in place. Um, so I, I think the Bucks can at least compete with the Saints in this division. I don't know what the Falcons will do, and y'all know my thoughts on the Panthers right now. Uh, the NFC South is not looking fun to play, though. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's going to be yeah you know, two horse race here between the Bucks and the Saints. The Saints still look so good. I mean, they. I, I didn't even put this on the list of things to talk about, but they signed Emmanuel Sanders. It's just a huge get for them because to have somebody other than Michael Thomas be a weapon for them in the, as, as a receiver, um, they're obviously that, that even more strengthened that, that offense. Um, we'll just see who, who ages faster, I guess, Drew Brees or Tom Brady. 
Who wants to hold that touchdown record, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> They're both going to like break each other's record in the same game where they play each other. That's going to be like awesome. every drive one's going to break the other's record. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for that. I I, and it'll be, I can Well, actually now with the weapons Tom has, he can he can keep up. It'll be on Monday Night Football with Peyton Manning commentating, watching from <laughs> the back. <laughs> is, is uh is Julian Edelman on the Bucks yet or <laughs> I I was hearing like, you know, Adam Humphreys really regrets leaving the Bucks now. Then he could have could have been a breakout star. Oh, but dude, gosh. he's on the Titans. <laughs> they throw the ball ten times a game. It's <laughs> gonna break out for a target. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. So craziness in that quarterback world—that's fun. I'm sure you'll see more content about that everywhere. But it will be interesting. It will see him in a new uniform, new town. I'm sure his jerseys are selling like crazy, and he'll have some fun in a cool state. It's great to have you in the area. Uh, but moving past the quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, we could hit, I suppose, quick. Any particular thoughts on the Patriots or the Chargers with their their longtime quarterbacks no longer being there, what they're going to look for? I mean, I'm uh, just kind of in, in – oh, sorry, you go ahead, Beth. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, I, I expected the Patriots to have some sort of quarterback competition right now with Brian Hoyer and uh, – forget the other dude's name, but we'll probably Jared know Stidham. it. Yeah, when he's a Hall of Famer one day. In <laughs> uh, the Chargers, I like them sticking with Tyrod right now. Um, Tyrod plays with a chip on his shoulder. I'm, I'm curious to see how they play with that right now. But things could always change. It's early. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of weird that both these teams are just kind of content with their current quarterback situations. I mean, the Chargers did try to get Tom Brady. Um but the Patriots just seem fine rolling out Jared Stidham and uh, I guess Brian Hoyer is his backup. But I, I don't know. I I don't I don't know if the Patriot. I mean, if the Patriots are a good team next year. Then Bill Belichick is just a wizard. I mean, I I just don't see it happening. Like I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, regardless. But to me, it's just like a oh, coach can only do so much. I think we saw it with like the Rams. Um, you know, we called Sean McVay a genius coach and he's, but like now with the Rams kind of losing their pieces, you see that they're, they're not just going to continue to be that unstoppable offense if they don't have the weapons. And that's kind of what I see for the Patriots right now. Well, Sean McVay is that genius coach, but he is not a genius GM. And you look at their contracts, what they just had to do with Todd early. And <laughs> well, that, yeah. that's where he's the issues really came GM, in. So. Well, he absolutely has a hand in it. I'm not claiming that he's the actual one creating all of it, but pretty confident he would have had some save. He's like, you know what? We don't really sure. need Jared Goff for $180 billion. We could probably <laughs> find somebody else to do exactly <laughs> what he does. That is, yeah, the, yeah. that is the most egregious thing. Um, yeah. But whatever, whatever, whatever. They'll figure it out. Their coaches and they uh, will have some fun with it. I think Bill Belichick looks uh, looks forward to the chance to doing something. And uh, I did pick up that. Uh, I already forgot his name. I knew it and then <laughs> forgot it. What was his name again? The quarterback for the Patriots, Jared Stidham. Thank you. I drafted him in Dynasty, so I'm expecting him to be amazing. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited. Uh, the more surprising thing and almost egregious thing and. There had to be some sort of blackmail or foul play that led into Speaking of bad coaches that are bad GMs. Yeah, speaking of just dumpster fire, somehow he seemed to be a good coach because they kept making the playoffs. Maybe he's trying to make it more impressive that he makes the playoffs because he traded, obviously speaking about the Texans, Nuke Hopkins traded to the Cardinals for what you'd think would be like two first-round picks. But instead, it's a cheese sandwich and a ticket to the movies. And he jumped on it. And then he finds out the, the movies are closed. Can't go there anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. A second, a fourth, and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins and a seventh. Unbel- I, there's just no words. I mean, Cardinals, they have to be – they probably were thinking it was just a joke to call him up. And, hey, let's say this, see if we get a chuckle. And then, like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, what? 
how fast did they sign the deal and send the papers over? Like no take backs. Yeah, I, I actually, sorry, I, I, I missed that. That was a, the typo. There it was actually DeAndre Hopkins in a, in a fourth uh, this year for a second this year and a fourth next year. Plus David, so it's basically DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and David Johnson. So, I mean, oh, that's... I was, I was gonna say that this was in over. I, I was gonna save this for overreaction. Call it the worst trade of all time when this happened. Um, but then, like, I don't even think that's really an overreaction anymore. Oh, that's that's what I was going to say. Since we're going to do tales from the corporate retreats, I wasn't going to do overreactions. And I was going to say, instead of overreactions this week, I just have a question. Is it possible to overreact to this trade? Like, what would you have <laughs> to say for someone to consider it an overreaction? Um, this, maybe this you trade for Laramie. By anybody ever. <laughs> you, you, I mean, first of all, he traded for Laramie Tunsil. He gave away two firsts in a second. <laughs> and he's like, we need that second round pick back. Maybe I'll trade this generational talent <laughs> and a guy that broke his wrist like three times. <laughs> and, you know, it's this is a terrible trade. I'm sorry to sound like Phil Sims, but that was a terrible trade by Bill O'Brien. My God, they better go to the Super Bowl next year or he's getting fired. But really, he he better. <laughs> but now he can't. He actually can't because there's no offense. Like, what are you going to do? Like, pull a Titans and run the ball the whole game to David Johnson that, it, and he gets hey, hurt and you have to throw it's, it to Will Fuller, then he gets hurt? <laughs> it's fine. They signed Randall Cobb. They're good. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. Every three games, Will Fuller will score him two touchdowns. So they can deal with and that then, four uh, times a year. Yeah, I'm, I'm being silly right now. Kenny Stills can easily take that wide receiver one spot. God. Dude, with Larry Fitz I, and DeAndre Hopkins, just two cool oh, guys, I'm, man. I, I'm pumped for the Cardinals. I, I've got a Marine dynasty and definitely pumped for that. I mean, I on the Texans side, like, I just, I just don't, I don't even think it would be a terrible decision to trade DeAndre Hopkins if they were getting back, like, like you said, like two first. That, that's kind of what I would expect. Like similar to the Odell Beckham trade, obviously. I mean, he's he's right up there with with Odell. I mean, probably at this point, his, I'd rather his have stock Hopkins. is probably higher. <laughs> um, so I mean, I I don't, I don't even understand. He still had three years left on his deal. Not even like I don't. I just don't. I just don't understand what what Maybe Bill O'Brien Sean was Watson thinking. thought it was too easy to throw it to him. <laughs> he wants more. Of a like, challenge. there's no way. There's no way some other team wouldn't have been like, "Hey, we'll actually give you more for him if you want." He's like, "No, I'm I'm good." Have you guys seen like he Johnson's tape from 2017? <laughs> I need him to. Go yeah, he work. he broke his wrist. They got David or not? They got Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. What do they trade picks for those? And they trade like a, a mid round pick for. They Carlos trade a Hyde? third round pick for Carl, for uh, Duke Johnson. So they traded three, and they didn't even like him. So they immediately, immediately signed Carlos Hyde because they wanted that backfield from the Cleveland Browns. And then they freaking immediately trade their best player for an additional running back. Like, how do you do that? How do you sign somebody, trade for somebody, and then actually have to give up your best player to get another player in because you feel like you did such a bad job with the other things? the The running back position is not that important. Yeah, I, I, this was just such an ill decision. I mean, <laughs> you ask any team in the NFL, or most teams in the NFL, would be like, yeah, we'll, we'll make the cap situation work out. We'll give them a deal. Like, and you choose the Cardinals, and that's the compensation you get? Yeah, I mean, it's David Johnson isn't, isn't even worth anything. Like, he would have been cut, like, his – his contract is terrible. Like you're, you're really getting <laughs> negative trade value for David Johnson. I mean, I, yeah, it's uh, it, nobody, nobody thinks this was a good trade. I mean, I, I don't remember ever a trade being like this where just nobody thought on one side, everybody knew one side was just completely fleecing the other side. So imagine if, and I pray it doesn't happen, but football gets canceled for the next five years because we ought to clear up this virus thing. Even if we never see Hopkins play again or see Johnson on the Texans, like we don't even, we don't even need the physical proof. 
So here's the question. Who who do the Texans have to draft with their second round and fourth round picks to make this worth it? Uh, I, I guess just uh, inc- like just their franchise player that I, I guess they have to they basically have to draft like a, a new DeAndre Hopkins and then DeAndre Hopkins blows out his knee in uh, in Arizona. I don't know. I think they have to trade their two and four for a U two CD or something. <laughs> like it's probably honestly, more value they'll get out of those. Like even if Hopkins like goes to the Cardinals and retires after game one, just says, you know what, actually, I don't really want to play football. I'm done. And just retires like Andrew Luck style. The Texans, if that were to happen, the Texans barely win the trade. <laughs> yep. That's, that's probably true. That's garbage. Like, can't you think about it in that terms for a second? Like, just, all right. Anyway, we could spend hours and hours on this. I can't imagine. It's awful. But, you know, the even somehow better receiver, Stefan Diggs, straight <laughs> into the pit. Oh, my gosh. Stefan Diggs gets four picks for Stefan Diggs. Hey, you know what? I That's a good, good trade for the Bills. Because the yeah, Bills I, needed a clear-cut wide receiver one, and now John Brown and Cole Beasley can play their respective positions without putting pressure on the other guy to be the, you know, the the focus of the defense game plan. Uh, and it's kind of crazy, you know, to think a year ago when uh, people were making jokes about Antonio Brown getting traded to the Bills and how nobody wanted to be on the Bills, but now it's like. The AFC East is kind of up for grabs. I kind of want to be on the Bills. Yeah. Th- it's just th- funny how things what, change. This is what we refer to as a fair trade. Um, but just <laughs> in, in no world is Stefan Diggs more valuable than DeAndre Hopkins. And Stefan Diggs is a very good receiver. I think, like I said, this is a fair trade. I think it was pretty solid for both sides. Um, at the Vikings, yeah, he was obviously unhappy in Minnesota. And the Vikings got decent value for him but they, they're uh, and winning they, and he they're winning and he's unhappy i can't imagine what yeah. he's gonna be like when it's just as cold in buffalo if not colder and, and then josh allen's got josh allen throwing yards. the ball into the stadium <laughs> <laughs> like oh gosh have fun with that trade some more picks for that i do think i agree with what you said pat the bills need somebody like i, I get why they're going for it it's just yeah if they got hopkins that would be like that i'd be celebrating that but they got Stephon. Yeah, just, uh, yeah but I don't know. They, they should have just called up Bill O'Brien and be like, hey, you know, I we, we can offer you this for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you I mean, Frank They probably Gore. could have offered less. We'll give, you, we'll give you Frank Gore on a sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> you give uh, me the third all-time leading rusher, you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I mean the Bills, the Bills regimes. Doesn't matter who's the GM; they've been trying to find a wide receiver for like ten years now. So uh, this kind of writes all wrongs. Hopefully, Stefan Diggs stays healthy, and Josh Allen can just yolo chuck it down the field to him all season. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm with you, Alex. I just think this is a fair deal. Good. The Vikings need to move on from them. They got good value, and the Bills got a player that they're happy with and should fit their team needs. So like that, and just. Comparing it to that Hopkins deal, I'm losing my mind. Uh, look at another receiver that got a nice payday, Amari Cooper, resigning there at the Dallas Cowboys for five years, $100 million. Uh, everybody made fun of that wide receiver trade. Maybe we won't be making fun of the Hopkins trade, and there's just no way to even lie about that. But uh, Amari Cooper, staying with the Cowboys, good move? Yeah, the, sure, it's fine. I mean, he's you know he's getting paid a lot of money, but it's just the market these days. I mean – the fact he's all, I mean, he's only making four million more per year than Sammy Watkins. So, from that perspective, it's fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys wanted to keep him. Apparently, the Redskins offered him more money. So, um, I'm kind of happy that he chose not to accept that because that would have not worked out. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's good for the Cowboys. Obviously, good for Amari. Probably a little bit more than he deserves, but not not a bad deal. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's good because he obviously transformed that offense and helped Dak out a lot to get Dak to the point where he's at right now. Uh, 
in that contract quarrel with the Cowboys. And yeah, I kind of saw it turning out the same way you probably foresaw it, Alex, when I saw that the Redskins had made a big jump at him. Um, obviously, there's a clear need for a wide receiver on the Redskins, but any more than what he just got would have just been overkill. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I I actually like the Redskins receiver room okay. I mean, it's not like an amazing room, but I mean, we got three three rookies last year that I think we're all pretty good. I think Terry McLaurin's a number one. Kelvin Harmon can be a, a decent, you know, possession receiver, and Stephen Sims is a nice playmaking slot receiver. So, I think I think they're fine. They they can develop. I I don't I don't think it's a a huge priority if if I were running the team. Hmm. Yep. Um, we'll just have to see those guys step up, I guess, because the market is very bare now. Yeah, good, good uh, draft class, though. For sure, absolutely. Uh, we'll do definitely be doing a draft pod. Let's uh, keep this thing rolling. There are plenty, plenty more deals to get through, and I uh, would like to keep this thing moving. You got this guy Todd Gurley to the Falcons on a try it, prove it, one year, six million dollar deal was without a job for only a few hours like this move for the Falcons. Sure. Why not? I mean, I, we really just have no idea what that really, I mean, he looked good at times last year, certainly not to the level he was at the previous two years, but um, you know, that, that's for the Falcons. I think it's smart to just keep it a one year deal. It's probably a little more than I would have expected, honestly, but um yeah, with, with it being a one-year deal, you're not really risking anything. You're just you know, giving them a chance. Um, they Falcons have, like, no cap room, so that's why it's a little surprising that they did it. But, I don't know, whatever, I guess. what They probably weren't, weren't getting many other free agents anyway, so. Yeah, they had to get rid of Devontae Freeman, and uh, Edo Smith was definitely not the RB1 here. So I, I like what they did, jump on the train and get him back to Georgia. Um, and you know, this could easily turn out like the time when Steven Jackson signed with the Falcons from the Rams, but who knows? Um, my dynasty team would surely appreciate it <laughs> if he had a little comeback. Yep. What about uh, Gordon to the Broncos talking about running backs? Ooh, tough for Philip Lindsay holders in dynasty. Yeah, I, I mean, do you do you even think he's better than Philip Lindsay? I don't even know. He's know not about that. For the record, I think right? they're two completely different guys. They are uh, for sure, and they'll both definitely be used. I think it'll be a pretty even split, if I were to guess. Um, you know, Philip Lindsay is already. They, you know, they never really wanted to use him as a workhorse because you know he's just very small back, uh, so they you know kind of limit his workload. But. Royce Freeman got used less and less last year, so I think they they wanted a, a bigger back like Melvin Gordon. Um, and you know, they're I I, I like what the Broncos are doing. Uh, the offseason they traded for AJ Boye and Jarrell Casey on defense. Uh, I think that defense is going to be strong. Um, and you know, if they draft a receiver to go with Cortland Sutton, that could be a, a decent offense. Uh, if Drew Lock is okay, I don't know. Seven seven teams now make the playoffs in the conference, so I think they got a shot. Yeah, that's I'm, crazy. I, I forgot about that. Um, I'm sorry. I I kind of have tuned in and out of free agency. Have they cut Flacco yet, or no? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, that's, yep. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's coming to the Redskins. That'll be cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we already kind of hit a little bit about it, but the Panthers uh, were lucky enough to win the bidding for Robbie Anderson. Should go great uh, with Teddy Bridgewater there. Uh, will probably be their most skilled guy on offense, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Easy. Uh, I mean, they they he's their go-to guy now. Um, everybody drafted number one overall in fantasy. Can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get Bridgewater. 750 yards. <laughs> all in like the last four games <laughs> spare me oh gosh uh so Kalias campbell to the ravens for a fifth you guys are super jazzed about that i'm assuming actually i think it's a great trade 
the Ravens are clearly in win now <laughs> mode, and the Jaguars are like, we don't even want football players on our team. We actually, we just want an empty locker room with a bunch of picks. We want so I, if if that's what they want to do, so they don't have to find people for unnecessary reasons. Uh, fine, good for the Jaguars, but the Ravens definitely get still a lot of life in Calais Campbell, and that is a scarier defense. Yeah, definitely in some a big need for them too, an edge rusher. Um, so I, I, I think it's a good move for the Ravens. Um, you know, it's sort of a, going to the arms race between the Ravens and the Chiefs. It's uh, it's coming, it's getting fun. Sure is. Another team that's trying to fill a giant hole for them. Got a pretty talented player at a fair price, and then gave him a solid contract. That's my uh, my. My guy hurts to see him on a different team, but big play slay to the Eagles for a third and a fifth. And uh, it clearly wasn't working out between the leadership of our coaching staff there in Detroit and Darius Slay, which is a huge bummer for us Lions fans because he was one of the very few guys that actually make a play at the end of games for us to win. A lot of our guys are not too key. They'll make plays early on, but don't want to make them winning plays. He was one of the guys that did that. So uh, it's a shame to not have him. He is a, Really solid lockdown corner, and I think he'll fit in with the Eagles really, really well. So I, that's a great pickup for the Eagles, and I, they didn't have to give up a ton to get someone like him. Yeah, all they really had to do was pay him, and I, I think uh, the Eagles probably easily won this trade. Uh, Darius Slay is worth a lot more than a third and a fifth, in my personal opinion. And I would agree. Now what do the Lions do at cornerback? Uh do they draft Okuda at three or hope not? Do they? <laughs> I, think I don't very, know. Very possible. Um, they, they also signed Desmond Trufant to replace him. Um, who's a solid corner. Definitely not as good as Darius Slay. Um, but I, I think, I, yeah, it's definitely a great move for the Eagles. They, they've needed cornerback help for, for years now. Uh, now I think their, their cornerback locker room, probably pretty good now. I mean, um, uh, their biggest need now probably comes down to wide receiver, and that they're going into a draft class with a bunch of ta- ta- bunch of talented receivers. So uh, they're they're in a pretty good spot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we care about the Browns? I'm going to go with no. They continue to do Browns things. They might have a bounce back year. Probably won't. Well, I, I I like the Jack Conklin sign signing. Don't really care with Austin Hooper signing, but they definitely needed an offense tackle. So. Good, good move signing Jack Cochran. Yeah, it's uh, funny with the production Hooper had. The deal he got four years, forty-two million. Just, stupid, <laughs> just ridiculous. I mean, he, he was the he was top like the of number, the class. He was like the number one tight end in fantasy, like halfway through the year, and then he got hurt. But oh, of course. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's really that that good a player. A tight end move I really like, though. Tight end move I do actually like. The Steelers picking up Eric Ebron for two years, twelve. I think that's gonna be sneaky good for them. I mean, Eric won't actually catch the ball, but yeah. he'll be open. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's it got him, you know, fairly cheap. Um, and yeah, he's obviously had the had the thirteen touchdown year in in Indy. So uh, I think and and really played played well at times last year too. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's a good signing. The Steelers have been kind of looking for that tight end. Thought Vance McDonald would be that guy, but. Never really, never really was. So maybe Eric Ebron will be. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth, Alex. Vance McDonald trucked a guy one time, but that was about his best moment as a Steeler. And they've been looking for tight end help for a while. So, uh, yeah, solid signing for sure. And they got him for pretty good value, two years, $12 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple uh, defensive players here. we got Dante Fowler to the Falcons. That Falcons team hey. is a mess. It's kind of good luck, have fun. They might surprise people. They'll surprise people in the division. They always do, but can't imagine them really breaking out. Uh, Josh Norman to the Bills. Now the most locked down defense in the league. They got Josh Norman, so watch out. Yeah, I mean, I like the re- the reunion with Sean McDermott. Uh, definitely, I think for Josh Norman, it's the best place he could have ended up um, back in that system, and Sean McDermott continually revives defensive backs careers so 
I think he could. I don't think he'll start right away. At least uh, maybe if there are some injuries, but I think he can. You know, maybe bounce back a little bit. I don't think he'll obviously regain the stardom he once had. Yeah, we just don't want to see him against Greg Ward ever again. <laughs> which, fortunately, they don't play the Eagles next year. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and then remind me, Alex, is this DJ Reader? He signed with the um, Bengals, right? These are yeah. These are all the Bengals signings here. Bengals signings. Anything? Any words of hope for our uh, unpaid intern? <laughs> yeah, I mean DJ Reader, Trey Wayne's, Von Bell. I like I like the DJ Reader and Von Bell signings actually. Uh, the Trey Wayne signing uh, puzzled me a little bit because he's getting the most out of these three guys. Um, and I, I think he's the worst player out of them. Um, but I think it's, I mean, he's not like terrible. He's like an okay starter. I mean, he was typically the guy that on Minnesota that opponents would pick on, um, until Xavier Rhodes got so bad that people would pick on him instead. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see him making a big, big impact. The DJ reader is a good signing. Von Bell is a good signing. Got him. Got him pretty cheap, so um, I, I, I guess it's fine moves. I don't expect their defense to suddenly become great, but you know we'll see. Yeah. Oh man, I would just love to skip over these lions. Uh, <laughs> moves. I just uh, it's it is what it is. I guess Matt Patricia can't institute the culture. He's got to bring people in to institute the culture, and I can't imagine that working. Like, unless you overhaul the entire locker room, you're not going to bring in some guy off the street to be on the team and suddenly he's the leader of the room. So he started kicking out all the leaders of the room and trying to replace them with these has-been Patriots, Ex-Patriots. for <laughs> exponentially more money. And yeah, it's I mean, literally it's... the worst. It's, it's not even <laughs> the Patriots. It's just garbage. So that's a bummer. Because we doubled down with not only having uh, our GM, but also our coach being expatriates people. That that's just all they do. Almost seems lazy, but hey, I'm not in the building. I trust them to some degree, and I'm a fan regardless. So here we go. Sweet. Yeah, uh, Deron Harmon, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, expatriates all on defense to join Trey Flowers. Um, so I yeah, it's interesting. There seems to be downgrading a lot of positions like. Desmond Trufant for Darius Slay, that's a downgrade. Danny Shelton for Damon Harrison, that's a da- downgrade. Uh, I guess Deron Harmon for Quandre Diggs, that's a downgrade. I mean, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I maybe Jamie Collins will want to play for Matt Patricia. You never know with him, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Matt Patricia just wants his guys, and then it'll work once he has them. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, probably not, but we're here. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We're having fun, though. Football. We love football. Love winning two games and then losing everything. Uh, But, hey, moving on. Uh, DeForest Buckner to the Colts. Pretty cool. Yeah, we already already talked about that one. We hit that. We did hit that. I think that was a great move. Way to go. Colts are going to have some fun this year. I might be a Colts fan. Uh, but these are the real moves. These are the crazy things. We already talked about uh, Robbie Anderson early, but this guy is the only guy that could probably rival him in just terms of skill. It's Jordan Howard to the Dolphins. I uh, love it. He's resurrection of his career right here. He's going to be the number one pick in fantasy, or I guess I already said Robbie Anderson is going to be, but I was just kidding. Jordan Howard's number one, Robbie Anderson number two. Um. Yeah, no, I, I really like the move, obviously, for Jordan Howard. Um, other, I mean, running behind Eric Flowers, how can you go wrong? So, Exactly. Uh, Kyle Three Van years, Noy. $30 million for, for Eric Flowers. Kyle Van Noy got $50 million? Yep. That's a lot. He sure did. It's <laughs> a lot. I like him. Former Lion. Didn't do anything well for us. Did great for the Patriots and got paid by the Dolphins. Um. That's a lot of money for Kyle Van Noy. But, you know, we'll see. Dolphins, I lo- I mean, they had a fun season last year out of nowhere. It was supposed to be an awful season. Had a fun season. and Maybe they'll be yeah, able to make got, something. Yeah, got a bunch of draft picks, so. 
Yeah. I, I expect I expect improvement. Should hopefully hopefully that's the plan. Uh, but yeah, oh, a lot of pretty good moves, and we will try to keep everybody up to date with our analysis on the moves over this off season. As we uh, approach can, can I can I can I bring up one more uh, team signings? Uh, I was gonna put in an overreaction, but since we're not doing those, I'm just gonna tell you that the Ra- Raiders made a bunch of moves, and I'm just like it. Just looking at the Raiders signings is a good joke. They signed Nelson Aguilar, Eli Apple, Jeff Heath, uh, Jason Witten, and Marcus Mariota. So I mean, that's that's pretty. Like, what what are they doing? Like, come on. I think they're like, hey, John Gruden, you want this guy? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I love yep. that guy, man. Love that guy, man. It's like you know you're not doing just analysis in the booth anymore. You don't have to just say it's you like love we're actually guys. signing these guys when you we're, say that. It's they're like, actually oh, going to wow. be paid by us and on our team. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't have to say I was all just those talking. <laughs> yeah. It was a quarterback kept on their team, like their fifth string quarterback, Peterman. Yeah, he's like, oh, Peterman's actually <laughs> on our team. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to be nice. That Nate Peterman's growing on me, man. It's growing <laughs> on me. <laughs> Really love to have him as an assistant in my office. Nothing. I love it. Nate Peterman, man. Oh gosh, craziness, craziness. All right, well, sorry to steal overreactions when you put so much work into it, Alex. But I, there's nothing, nothing to overreact to. I'm just still stuck on Hopkins. But I do want a chance to share with the lovely people in the Pro Football Jokes community about our uh, quarterly corporate retreats that are so important that keep us together as a unit that set the vision for our entire brand. You guys have anything you want to share with the people, things you experienced, things that you learned from our corporate retreat in lovely Fort Myers, Florida? Hooters Daytona Wings. Am I right or am I right? I did have those for the first time, and they are they are very good. I, I was I was impressed by them. Uh, I thought you were going to say, Pearson, that you learned that you should put sunscreen on your legs, but. <laughs> I only just stopped peeling, man. I'm good now. <laughs> he's good. He's okay. Just, he's totally good. Ten days later, he's good. Uh, but no, yeah, Daytona Wings. Oh, so good. Such a nice secret. Go ahead and order them. Thank me later. Oh, man. Sunscreen's good stuff. Um, and had I had I stayed like a couple days longer, I'm sure Cabana would have sponsored this show <laughs> at the resort <laughs> I stayed at. I was there every day getting a Bloody Mary. Daily Absolutely. ritual. That's what you get to do. Find, find ways to rest and be safe these days. Uh, my thing is it was beautiful to be able to just, you know, throw the football on the beach. Uh, it's a great yeah. time, obviously. Enjoy our we, last moments outside. Uh, we enjoyed our last moments outside. So if you have if you have a few more hours, listen to this podcast. Find somebody, throw a football for a few minutes before we are all inside. But uh, we truly, everybody, stay safe. Uh, we thankfully got to get the retreat in before all this got too crazy. So everybody, please go ahead. Stay safe, uh, be good, and uh, you know what? Keep making jokes and drinking coats. Everybody, enjoy. Make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness, enthusiasm. Yeah.